0: What am I? What is the relationship between my mind and my body? The mind body problem is an age older problem. And one of the questions you ask yourself are your thoughts, feelings, perceptions, sensations, and wishes, things that happen in addition to all the physical process in your brain? Or are the as themselves just some of those physical processes and what about gut feeling instant how we can anticipate uncertainty and predict situations before it happens do we understand why that happened to us so when it comes to design robots or soft robots one of the question we can ask should the brain and the body evolve at the same time Should it be designed in a supervised way or open-ended way as we have in our nature? What kind of design we should aspire for? Optimal or adaptable? One of the questions we can ask, how do these robots can function at open-ended environment and anticipate the uncertainty? What if there's damage happening to the brain or the body? How they can adapt to each other in this scenario like that? what we are still lacking in designing robots to achieve the embodied intelligence. In this series, we are going to interview researchers from interdisciplinary field to answer these questions and try to understand what are the missing pieces so that we can achieve embodied intelligence, and what kind of tools or series we need to develop for solving the dilemma of mind-body problem. First of all, we would like to say thank you for Professor Fomia Lida for initiating the International Workshop in Embodied Intelligence, as well as this podcast series idea as a part of the workshop. It was the first time in our field to have such a great event to stitch all the leading researchers and ask the basic questions and what could be the direction for achieving the embodied intelligence. I hope you enjoy listening to this series and here's the interview. Thank you. So I would like to ask you first, how you would like to define yourself? For the audience, maybe first time. Define
1: myself? Yeah. I'm uh, now the faculty in Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology. That school is really located in South Island, Southern Island of Japan, Okinawa. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be five, maybe 600 kilometers from Tokyo. So and uh, I'm do I came here three years ago almost three years ago, and uh, yeah I started in my laboratory something called cognitive neuroscience cognitive neuro robotics. So mm-hmm. and uh, currently I have uh, five PhD students and uh, three postdoc and one technical staff. So then we are doing uh, uh, yeah using robots. And, and then like an embodied cognition uh, and the learning and the generating the behavior and uh, something cognitive, social, uh, uh, social cognitive neuroscience type experiment also in a robot and human interacting, robot, robot interacting. And then, mm. yeah, yeah, many other, especially we are using humanoid robots. So, so we have, a, mm. yeah.
0: Yes. I'm curious yeah. to ask you, uh, how do you define intelligence or embedded intelligence when it comes to software robotics. What is embedded intelligence?
1: OK, so uh, sometimes I would say that intelligence and cognition is different. Intelligence is more for the like, a, uh, I would say something in um, intelligent information, pro- clever information processing. But not necessarily, related, not always so much cognitive. So it's a, it doesn't ask good human-like or something. That is intelligence for me. So the more, more cleverness or something, it, it can be easily, easily replaced by the massive intelligence. But the cognition is for more for the uh, biological human, so my sense, So and then more difficult mm. for me to address. So. And if you ask me the cognition, the so cognition is, uh, I don't know what is it, so that is uh, including perception, action generation, and the mental thinking, and the planning, the inferring, the, all the things that included, that everything has to be done. All those things have to be included, and sometimes simultaneously we are doing in kind of inferring, the perceiving, the generating behavior, the mental stimulation, those things goes parallel manner. So and then have to be applied to the uh, many different task domain. It's not only for the navigation of robot manipulating. So maybe those things we may call the intelligent robot to do the navigating. But uh, I would say cognitive robot have to be a more g- toward general cognitive capability. So doing many things. So right? Like, uh, yeah. And then yes. So that's. Uh, I would say that's my definition of cognition, not for intelligence, but cognition, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. So can you what do you think may be still the missing pieces?
1: I would say that um, so many things are still missing. And then mm. um, what do we achieved, We haven't achieved so much yet. So for example, even for three years uh, infant, regenerating three years infant and um, baby children, but it's true, we cannot do that. So. But uh, of course we can degenerate uh, uh, ego master, right? So, so like a deep learning ego or yeah, chess master. So that is not so difficult, it looks like, it looks like and if we use current to high speed computer and uh, 10 million of iteration of reinforcement learning and it can beat the humor. So, but that is because of very monotonic. I mean, only one and a domain, so, but, but uh, three years, the infants can, in, in, can dance and uh, talk a little bit and then um, imitate. And uh, yeah, many things, they already do that. So that is really difficult to achieve. So no laboratory have achieved that, so. And I think that uh, within uh, 20 or 30 years, it's still difficult, so. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's uh, interesting. And what does it take to achieve what you mentioned? if we seriously
1: think about uh, cognitive development for infants first we have to know what are uh, innate the uh, are learned later or developed after birth so that that's kind of a and then those two innate part is or, of course interact with after birth experience and, and, and those yeah but but uh, that's especially you know innate part is still unknown. What do we have to prepare in a genome or something? And what part have to be adapted or developed? Those things is not yet. If you look at the developmental robotics, almost all studies looking at the the, uh, after the the birth and then how we can develop. Yeah, there is nice work, there are many nice work, but however, not so much seriously thinking of the world have to be prepared in the innate so Mm -hmm. so then yeah and then for me so that's the the kind of evolution of the innate part is very difficult because that is uh, we have to i mean our human being or all biological existence things kind of did a billions uh, 10 20 30 billions of years of uh, kind of a uh, one generation, lifetime learning, and and the mutate and and the kind of a mutation of a gene and something like that, and then again lifetime learning, and if something good for lifetime learning can make the children or something, but it have to be you know do the cycle both of them, right? So mm-hmm. lifetime learning and the evolution part is kind of a you know you know doing simultaneously, right? So. So then, then we can get to know what the innate, so, and then in a simulation of using robot, it's it's almost impossible to do that. So, so that is always, is nightmare for me. So without doing that, can we go to the real answer? That is, I'm always wondering and then skeptical in how much I can access the answers.
0: So I'm curious to about how the relationship between the brain and the
1: body. and sh- the body, yeah, 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 Okay, so that is more easy to answer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but but uh, so it's kind of in a the a brain, so Especially, I'm working on something called predict coding, active inference. I think I'm working on this more than you know, ten years ago. So and then so predicting, and I'm a the robot is kind of a Anticipating how my body, my my hand moves, and how the uh, you know, you know the moving the object or something like that. Then, but my prediction should include the effect of the body dynamics, the interact with the environment dynamics. So those things is not so easy. right? So it's nonlinear, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, you need many experience. So. So then, that makes uh, uh, not so easy. But however, yeah, you can learn about it. So and then, so therefore, so the, the image of ours, the mental image, image always something embodied things. results also embodied things. So, so that is a one thing. And also, I'm always thinking that the embodiment provides us something, something like a delay. So, it's kind of a, even the brain is embodied. It's not, uh, uh, it's, you know, we have, we need some time delay for the signal propagating. So, that is kind of a delay. And then, and then such kind of makes the computation slower. So, that is also kind of embodiment. So, Yeah, and also I'm very much like uh, the Merleau-Ponty, the French philosopher. Uh, Do you know Merleau-Ponty?
0: No. No,
1: okay, French philosopher. So so he -hmm. he talks like he is 50 years ago person, philosopher, but he always talking about uh, and uh, subjective mind and uh, body things, and then how those two things can interact. you know, so. But if the body is the mind is if just computation without any uh, physical things, and then that mind cannot interact with the body. Right? So, mm-hmm. but in order to intact, the mind ha- need also kind of a metric space, like a force or speed or something like that. Right? Then intact, so then, then we can have top down subjective mind and the bottom up embodied things comes back. So then they have to interact. So in order to do that is a, the a thinking process also kind of physically instantiated. So then all the things actually goes to embodiment. So the so brain is already embodied, embodied to physical uh, property. Okay.
0: So, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. If you ask you what's something still hard for you to understand? Because we see in nature sometimes, creatures don't have don't have brain, and they manifest yeah, yeah. intelligence through their bodies.
1: I'm a still, you know, in the most difficult part for me is a two question: why is the phenomenological consciousness, and uh, the other is at the free view. So, and uh, first, and I would say about phenomenological consciousness. So consciousness, their business. So these days in the brain science, people also starts to work on uh, consciousness because it's becoming more scientific matter rather than just a philosophical. But the phenomena of consciousness is, uh, and the, there is phenomenal consciousness and access consciousness. Access consciousness is much more easy, like a uh, uh, global work workspace or something like that. Is the kind of uh, how that is something access to the information. So then that is something access consciousness. But the phenomenological consciousness is more difficult. Like uh, it might be something like a courier or a courier over perception, like a redness of the rose or redness of the wine or something like that. How we can feel vivid perception. So I'm really feeling aware of perceiving or something or a way of doing my own act So I'm now acting on something, grasping something, but how I can feel the, the aware of such perception consciously. So that is uh, not so easy, easy things to answer. So, but my uh, primary theory thinking is that, uh, so we have kind of a, anticipation so anticipation if I push something like this, this thing and it's going to be moves or something like that because every interaction goes smooth it, as goes predicted so then we are not so much aware about things because everything goes smoothly everything goes automatically I don't mind anything so much so mm-hmm. smooth automatic in that case maybe our interaction with the environment is less consciousness. But mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, then you start think about consciousness, what's going on, right? For example, if I, it's a famous story is a, a carpenter hitting the nail, carpenter hitting the nail by the hammer, Heidegger. So, and then why, why it's, everything goes very smoothly? and this nail and hammer my, myself becoming the one chain is kind of a smoothly going on chain. So, and then that case unconscious, so. But if the once that uh, this nail is uh, jump off and I h- miss hits the nail, then this loop is broken. Then this time, first time I think what happens to this nail what happens to me, so there's a gap because prediction error generated and the gap started. So then I first time conscious about the objective world of the nail, the myself. And then we have to, so error have to be resolved. Why this happens, error have to be explained. That makes a lot of computation, error minimization. So then that's cost a lot of our brain processes. And that makes me conscious about it. So, so that's one thing I'm saying, but but it's not perfect, and many people disagree. So I'm continue to investigate mm-hmm. this way of things. So that is one thing, technology concept. And the another most difficult is uh, the free will program. So robot is going to do own voluntary, how we can make robots to generate voluntary behavior, right? Spontaneous behavior. So then difficulty is that uh, one way is maybe putting the, the noise, right? It's noise pattern and maybe so some dynamical system is already there using something like a recurrent neural network, putting noise, and the many, many different patterns generated. It looks like a uh, now free, freely generated pattern, looks like freely generated. However, and then maybe some people are then source of the free will is that just noise. Added, so then if the noise explain everything then it's not to be the free will. so and the, the other things is that the, so maybe non-linear dynamics is already generated and that's generated chaotically many spontaneous pattern generated so but that is deterministic dynamics but is that if you come to non-linear region so then chaos comes out so it looks like spontaneously many different pattern counts however Chaos is deterministic dynamics, so therefore everything is determined from the initial state, and that there is no space left for freely decides. So then again, free will is gone. So so that is uh, how we can access, how we can answer about the question of the free will. So that is very difficult, and I don't have so much good answer. So that's uh,
0: very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I, I'm curious to skip that case, but non-linear is not the case. When it comes to intelligence, and uh, because you mentioned something very, yeah, I think very interesting and contradictory about the free will and non-linearities. So, do you think non-linearities can be interesting enough to uh, produce like immersion behavior? I don't know, I'm just assuming, or maybe uh, can produce something interesting when it comes to interaction with the environment. We know the example, yeah, yeah,
1: of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Of course, we, we need non-linearity, otherwise, if everything linear. It's uh, nothing interesting things happen. So it's uh, like a, it's a, okay, so it's a walking robot like this one. And then many people talking about the limit cycle. So that is already nonlinear oscillator, right? No, in uh, walking robots. And then if you think about uh, like a finite state machine, stochastic finite state machine, if we think and branching the state, so and then, and then, then state transition could be the very complicated if you have many branches inside. And that's why if we try to degenerate that by the dynamical system like a recurrent network, we need chaos. So um so therefore non-linearity is quite important. But if you have too much non-linearity and then, then there are problems that is kind of generalization error, overfitting in learning. So if you train the network in a really strongly, non-linearity mm. becomes very strong, but just overfitting. So then it's not good. So
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you if there's something you thought would work out very well, like a theory or modeling for embodied intelligence, you thought it would work out well that an empirical result was surprising or counterintuitive to you. Do you have an experience like that? You were surprised? I didn't expect that behavior as intelligent. Okay, so in, uh,
1: yes, my very surprised things is that, uh, so as I told you that uh, before that I was so much uh, good at the chaotic chaos theory, but uh, I asked my robots to run to generate some kind of probabilistic sequence, like a fast generating A behavior, then B, the next is A or B, but the probabilistically. So every time A will be probabilistic. So then we teach a robot. So it's kind of a random selection of the A behavior. A behavior is a hands reaching to the lights and the behavior, hand reaching to the left, something very simple. But we teach a supervised manner, teach a lot of this sequence, right? A and a left, right, right, left, something like that. Then the robot learns it's to run this kind of pseudo random sequence embedded in the determined chaos. So then, and then I learned that it's, oh, oh okay, this kind of spontaneous behavior. It can be generated by the K ca- embedded in the chaos. So that is something I'm very much uh, supplies. But later, because I got to know the theory of the chaos, like a symbolic dynamics, and the, it can be explained by that kind of cell. So then once I found it was three non-trivial but then later I can become able to explain then phenomena becomes non-trivial, uh, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, uh, many of my robot experiments is kind of emergence we have every time. So that is, uh, I'm always seeking. So it's not like uh, uh, engineering robots. We do some kind of a hypothesis and setting the robot experiments and let the let's robot learn about it. Too. Then some kind of emergence comes. For example, um, I worked on a multiple time scale recurrent neural network. In the lower level is the fast time constant, fast, faster. The higher level is much slower. Now, what we found is that the lower level is more controlling primitive movement, fast movement, and the higher level is, it looks like uh, inhibiting or selecting the primitive in more longer she gets. So that kind of thing is learned. So then we could say like a low kind of separation, distinction between a higher county level and the lowest. Those things are also a little bit surprising or emergent, Emergent. it was emergent,
0: Mm -hmm. so. Interesting, yeah. And what could be technological roadblocks when it comes to achieving embodied intelligence or robotics or soft robotics? What could be the technological roadblocks? Do you think that is technological roadblocks that we can't, yeah we still can't address these challenges to achieve intelligence.
1: The, the one thing is I still in the hardware part is we have to work on in a big technology. Maybe sometimes it's more difficult than the software or you know, because currently robot is so easy to broker. And then especially the motor part and then gear and those things. Therefore, if we ask the robots to walk whole days, maybe end of the day it's broken. Especially, we ask the robots to learn by itself, explore, hitting many places, and then and after one day, maybe the robot's uh, manipulator is broken or something. then that's part of it. We need some kind of new material for the. Uh, in, uh, yeah, motor. maybe, yeah, uh, soft robotics people are more thinking about seriously about those and they, they are proposing something much better, like uh, yeah, air pressure, uh, I don't know, air pressure control like robots and uh, those things might be the good, but there is another technical difficulty in controlling those uh, um, Air pressure manipulator. So yeah, but the uh, hardware. So one thing, the hardware, so and, yeah, uh, you know, that is a technical challenge. And then, um,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
1: and also, you know, tactile sensation surface, we're gonna put very tactile, but uh, those things are worn out very soon after, you know, two hours or something, those t- very good tactile sensor, even though it's very sensing is good, but it's gone, you know, after one hour, two hour using. So mm-hmm. those things yeah. have to be resolved.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And if I ask you, do you think there's a trade-off when it comes to designing um, intelligence in robotics? For example, when you design something you want to intelligently, it is a trade-off, something you have to give up on, a trade-off, unavoidable trade-offs. Maybe computational power, maybe design. What could be unavoidable trade-off when it comes to intelligence? With recent robots we have soft soft robotics. And
1: avoidable trade off, mm-hmm. uh, avoidable trade off. So, mm. yeah, they shouldn't be trade off. So, but, uh... yeah, ah. Uh... We want to, you know, and of course, you know, we want to make our robot more knowledgeable, the clever, and by making the robot have many, many experiences. But then that requires more time and the neural network resources inside. And then that makes the uh, time computation cost a lot and the real time becomes difficult. So that's kind of trade-off. Yeah, that's trivial one, but uh, that is uh, I'm always uh, facing. So that uh, and, uh, because uh, so our case is that uh, we are using something special technique called. So we are always robot predicting something. The error generated, error is propagate for the network, then modifying the internal state. So that is really. It's not learning, but adapting internal states using error back propagation through time. And then that's computation costs a lot of time. So, you know, so then if we make a little bit larger neural network and then always real time robots is difficult. So, therefore, my students tend to do everything by simulation, but uh, we want to make real robots work. So, then that's trade off. So, it's uh, we, uh, we have. Yeah, that is currently for us a big trade-off, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you have any like ideas when to look to the robotics field, soft robotic field? I think this is maybe a wonderful idea. Do you have any thoughts about what could be a wonderful idea have been done so far when it comes to embodied intelligence or maybe crazy idea you have with this? Crazy
1: idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy idea that I want to do is that uh, I haven't, I have not done yet. And it's still difficult, but is everyday teaching robot eight hours, like a mother mothering robots, eight hours, every day, every day, and continue, you know, first, maybe one month, then three months, and a year, and maybe few years. So, and the what happens. So, every, so that's what I want to do. So, but uh, uh, obviously in uh, PhD students don't like to do that because it's re- really, really risky. And the postdoc also don't want to do that. It's really risky. But sometimes you know, I, I like to do that. So then How we can do it. So that is, uh, yeah, sometimes thinking, so.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. How do you see risk in ideas, for example, when it comes to research? um do you think as a community we have enough risky ideas to or maybe um we are trying to be safe and a safe side when it comes to risky research when it comes to important energy for example how do you see risk and ideas
1: yeah maybe i would suggest that uh, that uh, younger students should not deal with consciousness program because it's so risky it's not may not be easy to access. So then, within four years, you may not get the answer. So then, the, I don't recommend my student work on a consciousness problem using robot. That is risky. So that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Other things is that uh, if you do the real hardware robots, don't try so difficult things because uh, Within the four years, and the student cannot finish it, so therefore, yeah, in a, yeah, should start from a small scale experiments, and then otherwise, it's going to be very risky.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe something like that.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and um, we are close to end and have well, like two questions. First one: What's your aspiration when it comes to intelligence? What is your aspiration when it comes to your aspiration? Research? Aspiration. I,
1: yeah, aspiration.
0: Mm. For research and intelligence for yourself, what do you aspire uh, to achieve?
1: So when I started, so and then yeah, those years and I started my research relatively later, like after 30 and then that's time I got the uh, children and the baby and, and then and then like uh, even the first year, second year, it's, all, it's kind of showing some kind of very interesting behavior. And then, the, the, you know, it's, uh, immediately after birth, it doesn't look like so human, right? So it's a baby, so, but after half year, something like that, it starts to generate really uh, emergent, looks like emergent phenomena. So, and then I'm very much aspired And I'm very much inspired those things and then wants to understand how it happens. So that Mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah, Yeah, something like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, what would be the best advice was given to you? Best advice was given to you? uh, Um, Best advice was given, advice. Best
1: advice given to me?
0: Yeah.
1: Given uh, from that kind of experience?
0: Yeah, if you have any, yeah.
1: yeah best advice or maybe best things i got yeah from comparing the the robot i made and comparing the reality of my observation of my kids so different so mm-hmm. so different and then i wonder if i can achieve even few percentage of the reality so that's uh i felt yeah great right, right and finally do you have any final
0: words you would like to say in this series uh, about embodied intelligence of robotics? Any final words? you Would like to say? Do yeah, yeah, I, to...
1: I, yeah. I I like to listen to you. What other researchers are gonna talk about in embodied cognition? If I have a chance, I like to listen to that. So the hope you get uh, many, many, much better interviewing <laughs> from other researchers. That's I hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any words? Other words? Would like to say?
1: Other uh, words. Yeah, good luck for the for okay. other researchers, working, okay, including okay. So, including you.
0: <laughs> so thank you once again. Yeah, thank too.
1: you. Yes, yeah. I yeah. really
0: appreciate it.